You know what, Sam? What? We're getting closer every single day. Yes, we are. Coming to you from the heart of Kane's country, this is the Kaniac Report. Your number one source for everything Carolina Hurricanes, hot takes, predictions, game analysis, and NHL news. And now your hosts, Sam Wallace and Sam Driscoll. All right, we are back with another episode of the Kaniac Report. We hope you have had a good few days. And Sam, in this episode, we are going to be analyzing the foes of the Metro because Sam... These are the teams we're going to be playing against the most in our schedule. And I think it's be good. We're going to be splitting this up, obviously, into two parts. But I think it'd be good for us to analyze the strengths and weaknesses of, weaknesses of the team and how the Hurricanes can capitalize on these teams because we're playing them very often. Uh, that's why they are called uh, division rivals for a reason. So, before we get to that, we do have, like what we usually do, NHL news, and then Kane's news, and then we'll get into that. Yep. First off, we have Corey Schneider with retirement from the National Hockey League. That's, that was, his career just drastically deteriorated in New Jersey, and he tried to go play a couple other places. It just didn't work. His last season was with the Islanders, I believe. I think he played exactly one game. Yeah. So it did not work. Schneider just could not rebound. I think he had gotten hurt or he got sick or, or something happened that Schneider just could not bounce back from. And his career ended. Um, it's too bad. I thought I really liked him as a goalie. I thought it was for, for New Jersey. Yeah. I thought he was good. And then yeah. he went to Vancouver. And then I think the Isles, the Islanders were his last team. Yeah. So it just didn't work out. And he retires. Good luck to whatever he does now. Next, um, he definitely did make some money because he had a couple good contracts. So, yeah, he did. I thought he was a good solid goalie, but it, I mean, it just took a downturn toward the yeah, end. Of and his it career. happens to some goalies once they get older. I mean, Bobrovsky certainly hasn't been worth the ten million. I mean, I think he was last playoffs worth every penny of that contract. Yeah, he was. But I mean, but the majority of his career. It, with that contract, you could argue that probably no. not a $10 million no, contract. But if they win the Stanley Cup, it'll be worth the $10 million they paid. Um, yes, mean, honestly, Schneider kind of reminds me of Steve Mason, just another goalie who just yeah, was yeah. Out, Steve Mason. outstanding and with one team and then just could never replicate it. Dude won a uh, Vesna, so Or Michael Layton. Michael Layton, yeah, he did awful with us, but he took Philadelphia to the Stanley Cup Finals. Yeah. So, I mean, you get some goalies that'll do that. Um, happens, and, you know, it's okay. It's part of the, the life, and Schneider just couldn't rebound and play anywhere else other than New Jersey, and part of the part of the reality. But definitely a little good luck to him in, in his retirement. Yes, definitely. And the next piece of news, Sam, is a... Uh, there was a contract extension uh, with Calgary, and I'm sure Calgary fans are a little bit happy. I know um, Kyle, if he's a Calgary fan from the network. Yeah. Um, I'm sure he's a little bit happy with this, but Mikel Backlund gets a two-year extension for a $4.5 million contract, and you know what? I think that's a good contract for Calgary. He's the heart and soul. Kind of like what Jordan Stahl is to Carolina. He's the heart and soul for Calgary. They gave him a contract designed for him to come in and be the captain, right? So that's what it's going to be. 
it was they wanted him to be the captain. He was going to be the captain as long as they could get a deal done. They got the deal done. They gave him the captaincy. It was almost all on the same day. Well earned, good player, heart and soul of Calgary. He's the guy, right? Not their best player. One of their longest tenured players, though, has been there a while. Like Jordan Stahl, he is nowhere near close to our best player, but he is the heart and soul of the franchise. Rod loves him. Very similar players, good for both of the, you know, for Jordan for having the captaincy and for Backlund getting something that's well deserved. Yes, exactly. And he's a good player. He's probably a top nine player, but it's not on the level as Lindholm or uh, Hannafin on the back end. No. He, but he's a good, solid player. He definitely is. So good for him. Good for Calgary. They get some certainty in the future, even though they still have uh, big, huge players with Lindholm and Hannafin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so at least they have some clarity. Yes, there. for sure. They have their captain for the next couple of years, so that's yes. important. Uh, next, uh, this is big news. Yeah, I didn't see this coming. For I Tampa. Didn't, I didn't even know he was hurt. Yeah, uh, so he underwent success. It was successful, mm-hmm. reported by Kevin Weeks from some unknown location. Um, <laughs> that's how he is when he drops news. But uh, he uh, had successful back surgery. Vasilevsky, to be fair. I don't think we said the name. Oh, yeah, Vasilevsky. Yeah, Tampa Bay All-Star Best goalie in the league, Andre Vasilevsky, uh, won't play for the Tampa Bay Lightning for the first couple months, two, two and a half, three months of the season. That's going to hurt because they don't have a backup that can play a lot. <laughs> no, they don't, which means they're going to be searching for a goalie. They'll be joining uh, Colorado in that mix for a goalie. Well, so uh, the thing is, it's going to be a little. And well, Colorado, in their mind, they still have two goalies who can play, right? They're going to be okay. I don't yeah. know if Tampa's in a much worse spot, so it's like, okay, what's going to happen here with Tampa? I still think they're going to be good, but I just think sure. there's more questions with their goalie being out than Colorado's because I just think Colorado's defense is a bit better than Tampa's, in my opinion. Yeah. I know you have Hedman and Sergachev, yeah, but Colorado, you have. Devon Taves, Kel McCarr, Bowen Byram. Like, this is it's just good. Yeah, no, I, I think that's fair. So, Vassy out. Not sure what they're going to do there, but maybe they look at Philly with Carter Hart if they're actually looking to move him. They might try and sign a free agent veteran goaltender who might still be available. I really don't know what the goalie market is of anyone available. Carolina's got three goalies. Maybe they talk to Carolina. Maybe they talk to other different teams. I mean, you never know. I mean, you know the right price. Carolina might move on to Ronta. I mean, you know, just... There are going to be teams who have extra goaltenders who are going to be like, so... <laughs> yes. What the- do you want to get? What What does a goalie mean to you? So yeah, you know yes. that's going to happen. Teams are going to... One, if the goaltenders were on the market to Tampa, they're going to inflate the value. Yes, exactly. And kind of like what you said, I mean, we have three... Last night while we were at the game, I mean, we have three goalies, which is really nice to have, but it's important because we know Ronta and Anderson are kind of a little bit made out of paper. So we kind of need those three goalies. Yes. Um, And now the next piece of news is we're going to be going on to some Canes news, Sam, and this is preseason games. Preseason has finally started. Uh, Canes have won their first two games. They won their first game 5-2 in the first preseason game against Tampa, Um, and they won 4-1 against Florida. That was the game that we were at. 
Um, I made that noticeable on our Instagram, Sam, and I'm sure you did on Twitter mm -hmm. as well. Um, obviously, since we were at the Florida game, we thought that was more probably exciting, a lot more feistiness. Well, we were getting annoyed because the offense wasn't there for the first two periods, and all of a sudden, Carolina scores like three goals in a matter of, like, what, five minutes? It was crazy. It was boom, 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 and they just kept pouring it on. I still haven't seen the empty net goal yet because we left uh, before that. Yeah, and to, before any of you <laughs> tweet at us or X at us or and whatever, look, it's a preseason game, and we wanted to get home. Okay, uh, it's preseason. We don't care that much. It's and, and honestly, it was fun. I honestly, Sam, I mean, just the atmosphere itself last night against Florida, it, it it did not feel like a preseason game. It felt like a regular season, especially with a um, couple of feistiness. And Sam, I'm just gonna say, I think one of the standouts for me, especially in that Florida game, Brendan Lemieux seems to be a very good physical presence. Yeah, yeah, and that's good. We need some feistiness. So I'll take some feistiness. Good couple games. Suzuki got a goal. I knew you were gonna say that. <laughs> yeah, Suzuki got a goal, and I thought he looked good. I thought there was some in that third period. I think a lot of people looked good, but Suzuki looked good. I thought Yanni Peretz had made some pretty big saves. Um, so I really liked what we got out of the team last night. Unger the defense looked good. I yeah. thought looked really good. Yeah, and I mean, uh, Ronta looked good. Um, KK finally stepped it up, I thought, and yep. so did Bunting. Bunting with the excellent pass. To they Shea. both had two points. Yes. Uh, the the uh, players that we know are going to be on the team played very good in that third period. And Sam, we need to mention um, Skyler Brindamore play for Florida. Um I mean, my attention was mainly on Carolina, so I don't know how much he did on the ice. But, um, I mean, I assume that he played decent. I know he took a penalty, and I was hoping they would have someone on the camera crew would have a camera at Rob Brindamore's reaction <laughs> of his son going to the penalty box. But, yeah, no. That was funny. Um, but, yeah, that was a cool moment for Rod and his son to kind of be on opposite teams, but for him to have a chance playing in the uh, NHL is pretty cool. So good for good for um, uh, Skyler Brendamore. Yes, definitely. That was fun. And that picture uh, that they had uh, with both with Skyler, his brother and Rod, I thought that was a great picture. Mm -hmm. Great moment overall. Agreed. 100% agreed. So yes, um, that was a couple of our standouts from the preseason games. And now we're going to go on to looking at the foes of the Metro. I'm so happy I had I made that title. <laughs> so happy. But before we do, let's get to our sponsors. We're back with another week of football. And DraftKings Sportsbook is keeping us in on the NFL action with great offers every single game day. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Throw five down on any of this week's epic matchups to walk away an instant winner. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of two new offers every game day this September. Football is more fun when you're in on the action. So download the app now and sign up with code THPN. New customers can bet just $5 to get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. With code THPN, the crown is yours. 
Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, Licensee partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Bonus pass expires seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. All right, Sam. Uh, let's uh, start with... Um, the Philadelphia, well, not the Philadelphia teams. My bad. Pennsylvania teams. Um, we have uh, Pittsburgh, Philly, and Washington to look at. And so then we'll have the next half, which is four teams in our next episode, part two. Uh, but Pittsburgh, Sam, um, they've added a couple of big players. Uh, they added someone on the four core and Riley Smith. And they added, obviously, probably the best offensive defenseman. Sure. Um, arguably, in Eric Carlson. Um, and obviously, we talked a little bit about them in our standing predictions, but um, I mean, I look at this team, looking at their lineup right now, um, they have really good center core. But here's the thing. Yeah, when you have Crosby and Malkin, you're going to have good centers. And Jeff Carter. Yeah, I mean, you're you're not. But you're it's not old. It's an old so, team. When I look at Pittsburgh, I look at the thing that, in my opinion, is going to benefit them, which at the time you're like, oh, well, you know, people can look at this and say, well, they're a veteran. One, the thing that's beneficial and it's a negative at the same time is it's a veteran core. So where they might struggle to get into the playoffs because their speed won't be there. Once they're in. Durability is an issue. But once they're in, they're going to have that playoff experience. A lot of these guys have been there, done that especially their captain, Sidney Crosby. So this is a lot of players that have been there, done that, know what it takes to win a cup. You want someone who's going to give it all? This core is going to, this group's going to do it, right? And when you've got your core of Crosby, Malkin, Carter, Latang, Gensel, he'll be back for the playoffs, I'm sure, at, very least, at the very least he'll be back for the playoffs. I'm not really sure what that injury situation is there. But when I look at Pittsburgh... Their age is a negative, I think, in the regular season, positive in the playoffs. But their biggest question mark is their goaltending. What does Tristan Yari do? What can Alex Nedeljkovic do, right? Obviously, Nedeljkovic is going to be playing in front of a better defense than when he played in Detroit. So Yes. I mean, you have Latane and Carlson helping you there. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that they're very dynamic defensive defensemen like, let's say, Brett Pesci or no. Jacob Slavin. But they're going to help their goalies out Absolutely. by getting points. Absolutely. And, I mean, I think that Elkovich will win him a couple games. He's not an awful goaltender, right? But so is Tristan Jari. You could put him in that boat. He's not awful, but he's not great. He's not an elite goaltender that people are going to be like, oh, yeah, Tristan Jari, he's the kind of goalie that's going to steal you a bunch of games. And that's not Tristan Jari. He's going to go in there. He's going to be serviceable, right? You've got a goalie there who can... 
do what he needs to do, you know, right? So you just need to keep his workload on the lighter side. But, you know, he can still have some nights where it's going to be heavy, of course. But, again, if I'm looking at Pittsburgh players that I'm, you know, if I'm, when, I, when we play them that obviously I'm going to look at, I mean, who else are you going to say but Sidney Crosby? Right. Well, well, for Dude's me, to, for me, the player that's the king killer is Evgeny Malkin. Sure. When I, we face against Pittsburgh, Malkin has always played good against us. No, I mean, yeah, Malkin, Crosby, uh, Carlson, Latang—they have a bunch of offensive weapons. That yeah, they do. Scare anybody. Now, speaking of offensive weapons, one of them got hurt, which is Great Ginsel, and that that hurts their forward core a lot. Like Sam, I mean, look, you look at their left wings here. If you look at their lineup, I mean, only one player, Riley Smith, who they got in a trade, obviously, um, has more than 40 points. Um, having G- Gensel out, sorry, Jake Gensel out of the lineup is going to hurt this team. It is. But, I mean, they're. Th- I think if you look at the wingers, it's decent, not great, but the strength is Crosby, Malkin, Carlson, and Latang, and one of their goalies has to come up big. Sure, and but I mean, as long as you've got, I mean, again, like I told you when we did the pre, when we did the standings predictions, as long as you have Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin on your team, I'm not here to bet against you, and I'm always gonna be afraid of Crosby. Oh, I am too. Um, and here's some interesting stats. So power play, 21.7%, which was 14th. Penalty kill, not that good, 79.1%. Um, and I'll look up where they are ranked here in a second on the penalty kill. But goals for 16th, goals against 19th. So they're a little bit mediocre in terms of these stats. I mean, their power plays in the top half of the league. I mean, that's good. That's where that needs to be given who you have on your team um, with Crosby and Malkin who are going to quarterback those power plays for you. And, and honestly, I expect their power play to be probably top 10 this year with, with, with Latang and Carlson. Exactly. Backing a unit. Good Lord. I'll be petrified of when we play Pittsburgh and their and their power play comes on the ice. So you want to talk about a game where you need to play with um, some kind of a uh, discipline? This is not a game you put Lemieux in. <laughs> no, definitely not. And Pittsburgh's ranked 16th on the PK. Mm. Which kind of goes along with their these stats. 16th. Now, now their goals against, and this kind of proves with their goaltending tandem. Nineteenth, uh, they need to be better at not letting the puck in. Uh, here's the thing: I think the closest defenseman, Sam, that they have—that's uh, probably the the Jacob Slavin or Brett Pesci—is Ryan Graves. Other than that, I just don't see any other de- shutdown defenseman um, in that defensive corpse. I really don't. So um, that's going to be interesting. I think their power play is going to get better. I think their PK might get slightly better. Uh, but their goals for and maybe maybe goals against. against Again, I think this is a team that's going to probably make it to the wild card. But I've already said that in my standing. I mean, yeah, when you've got Crosby, Malkin, Carter, 
And Gensel will be back. Raquel, Rarhard, Raquel. I mean, this team's not bad. So, you know, offense is going to come a lot from your, you know, your center position and your defense. But, you know, we'll see what they do. I'm interested to see what happens for Pittsburgh. Yeah, definitely. And you said that the player you're most, most scared of oh, is Crosby, Crosby Mines Malkin. Crosby Malkin, you know, those guys always scare the crap out of me. So, oh yeah, and and you, I think it's debatable to add Eric Carlson in that mix when he's on a scoring streak. So yeah, it's definitely going to be interesting with Pittsburgh. Next team, the team next team is a team that's in a completely different t- direction than Pittsburgh, and that's Philadelphia Flyers. Um, they are on rebuild mode. Danielle Briere is their GM, and I think so far he has done good because he's indicated to the fans they are in rebuilding mode. Um, and I think that's what fans want. They Fans want direction. They don't want a mushy middle team, a.k.a. Carolina Hurricanes, for nine-plus years before Tom Dundon purchased the team. But... Uh, Philadelphia, they're in rebuild mode. So I looked at, at this forward course, Sam. Um, part of it is probably a little bit because of injuries. I think a uh, huge injury. Uh, I, I can't remember if he's going to be playing this year or not. Sean Couturier. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's had healthy problems. Now, when he he's kind of like a max patch ready. When he's healthy, he is amazing. He, I looked at his stats, Sam. He can get you 70, 80 points. He is that good. So, yeah. If he plays, he'll be very good. But again, their top point getter on the blue line was D'Angelo, and he's gone. Giroux's gone. Voracek's been gone for a few years. I mean, they just don't have anybody any good anymore. I mean, Cam Atkinson, if he plays, Scott Lawton, he's young. Forrester's young dude. I mean, they got a couple good young players on the team with Farabee. And Tippett, yeah, Forrester, Cam York, yeah, on the back end. Yeah, I'm honestly a little surprised that Mark Stahl decided to go play here. This isn't a place where you're going to win anything, so it makes me think he just didn't get any offers and he just wants to keep playing. It could be that, or he could be like, no, I like to be in a mentoring type of role, and I think you can do that with a rebuilding team because sure. you help mentor And he could get players. traded at the deadline. I mean, yes. you know, and go to a team that can win. So, Carolina. Especially if, <laughs> don't tempt me, man. But we don't need defense, so I'd rather his brother Eric. I'd rather have his brother Eric. But either way, I mean, you know, there's, their numbers were bad. Power play last, penalty kill at the bottom, goals for at the bottom, goals against at the bottom. I mean, you know. Goals against, I mean, that's their most impressive stat. They were 23rd in the uh, league. And I think uh, part of that is Carter Hart. Sure, and Carter Hart's a good goalie when he's playing on his game. So Carter Hart will steal them some games throughout the season for sure, as long as he's playing well. (sighs) Yes, and obviously uh, they got Cal Peterson from – uh, LA, but he's not that good of a goalie. He he used to be a highly coveted prospect for LA, but he's kind of fallen off. And another player I want to mention on the back end, Sam, it, it seems like he could be traded, and that's Travis Sanheim. He has these, I think he has decent value, probably their best defenseman right now. Sure. Um, he's he not could too get old. Traded. He's not too old. He's 27, so he's someone that'll provide some stuff for that. And I, you know, he'll get traded at the deadline. Um, 
because they can get stuff for him. But overall, there really isn't anyone on this team that I'm like scared of or petrified of. More like interested to see how they play. And, and that's more like their younger guys, right? Like, well, how does Tippett do? How does Forrester do, right? How does Couturier do? He didn't play last year. Nick Cates, who, 24 years old, 38 points. Sure. Not bad. Sure. And, I mean, this team is going to be interesting. They have a very good coach in Tortorella. They're trying to build. Their best player is playing in the KHL this year, which is um, Matt Famichkov. Uh, whenever they get him over into Philadelphia, that team is going to instantly get a lot better. <laughs> yeah, so. and they have another good prospect in Cutter Gauthier, who they drafted not this fast draft, but the draft before. So they have interesting prospects. But to me, Sam, this is a team that's entering into a rebuild. I don't think of them as kind of like Ottawa's that's starting to come out of it. Um, so I think it's going to take a couple of bad seasons, couple of struggling seasons for Philadelphia to be good. Um, and, I mean, there's always that team. I think Philadelphia and San Jose could be one of those teams that could be probably one of the worst, to be honest. Yes. I just don't see anything promising other than a little bit of the young players and if Sean Couturier does not play for them this season, um, I just don't see this team um being that good to be honest so that's um kind of our prediction of philadelphia sam um i think in order for carolina to beat them they just need to do what they're doing um don't underestimate philadelphia don't underestimate any team even if it's san jose because they're playing in the nhl for a reason and san jose has some weapons if we're honest there yeah thomas hurdle thomas hurdle logan couture they got people who can do damage so yes, uh, Philly doesn't scare me. Philly's gonna do what Philly's gonna do, but you know, just which go which just player are go you mostly interested? Owen Tippett. Owen. I want to see how really? he does in the top line and see what he can do with Couturier and Konechny. So yeah, uh, for me, it's gonna be Carter Hart. I think sure. he he's gonna be a very interesting interesting player. And the and the way I say the most interesting player as a question is because I don't think any Hurricane fans. Or players are intimidated by this lineup. I just don't think they are. No. Other if Sean Couturier plays, maybe. But not much. I mean, as long as you can go in and just play your game, you'll be good. You'll be fine. Yes. Against Philly. Exactly. Um, now, the, Carter Hart, he, I mean, he can be a good goalie. Sure. But... We'll um, see what they do. Yeah, we'll see. Next Definitely. is Washington, the Caps. Um, this is a team that Carolina is... Very familiar with over the years, not only because we played them in the playoffs um, when we first made it in and won, but they have really had our number many seasons during the Dark Ages. And we know that because we've had to deal with the greatest goal scorer, soon to be the greatest goal scorer of all time. You Alex think Ovechkin. he's going to hit it? Yeah, probably. Much as I don't want him to, he probably will. Yeah, I don't want him to either as a Canes fan. Alex Ovechkin, they got a first line of Ovechkin and Backstrom. That group, that duo has been together for as long as I can remember. Now, Backstrom, he has a little bit of health problems. Yes. So that's a matter of what's going to happen there. But if he plays, he's going to be feeding Ovechkin. And the fact that Backstrom was hurt a lot last year is why that power play number was at 21.2% 16th in the league and not like and the top five, right? Because Backstrom is the guy who makes Ovechkin score all those power play gold. So Backstrom's healthy. Ovechkin's going to scare the crap out of a lot of people. But if he's not, 
then it's just a matter of, okay, let's see what happens. Another player that I think really, truly, truly, truly matters when it comes to the Capitals and whether or not they're good or bad is how healthy John Carlson stays. Because if John Carlson is not healthy, this Caps team is dead in the water. They need Carlson in order to be successful. Yes. Now, uh, what's good for them is that they got a defenseman from Toronto in Rasmus Sanding. Uh, who kind of uh, ever since ever since he got traded to them, he played fantastic. Thirty five points uh, for them in a almost a full season uh, with uh, Washington. So he's done pretty good. They have some young guys on the blue line with with Sanding. Obviously, you have Marcus Ferrari and Alexis Alexiev. So the uh, future, I think, is a little bit looking bright for Washington. I think. You could say that more for Washington than Pittsburgh. I think. I think, even though they're both in the same boat, they're both very old teams. Both Washington and Pittsburgh are. Um, so, obviously, I think uh, the strength that Washington has is their offense. You have uh, Ovechkin, Backstrom, um, Wilson is still an irritant in that forward but core. The biggest thing here. <laughs> Health, right? It's yes. got to be health. Yes, health health for Backstrom. And I think a huge enigma for Washington is Kuznetsov because he's requested a trade. Yeah. But from yeah. what I've heard from Elliot Friedman is that um, he, he, might, might, he might not be happy with the team at all. It's gotten possibly to that point. But I don't know if he's going to get traded because of that contract. He's a good player, though, so a team will take him. I, I do believe a team will take Kuznetsov. I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to having Kuznetsov on the Hurricanes. I think that'd be some some grit, some you know nastiness. So I mean, you know, like I'm cool with you know that. I wouldn't mind Carolina poking around Kuznetsov, but you know, obviously, then it's like, what's the price and doing all that stuff. So yes, definitely, and um. Obviously, um, there is a former Hurricane and Trevor Van Riemsdyk on here. I do want to point that out. Uh, 23 points, not bad for him. He's not really a uh, offensive defenseman by any means, but pretty decent um, for him this past season. Uh, again, I think their defense is a good mix of young defensemen and veteran defensemen, but John Carlson, he is um, the blueprint on that uh, blue lying. If he crumbles, I think the whole defense is going to crumble. I mean, if you just want to look at this team, though, just last season without Carlson, they just collapsed completely and utterly collapsed. And I mean, look, there has to be questions about all a lot of these players, right? So you have Ovechkin, Backstrom, uh, Oshi, right? These are all players that are 35 plus in age. And yes. those are good players. Can they stay durable? Ovechkin's been pretty durable. Oh, he has. He's a tough but, player. We saw that in the playoffs. Sure. I mean, he knocked out Svetch. And to be honest, I think Svetch was a little bit asking for it, in my opinion. Um, that might not be a popular opinion, but I think Svetch was a little bit asking for it before that. Ovechkin finally got angry. Punch Svetch, and I'm just like, don't do that ever again. <laughs> no, and yeah, Ovechkin's that kind of player, and 
He's always but been a dirty. If Ovechkin player. gets hurt, this team's done too. I mean, this team is one injury away from being that being it for their chance for the season. Ovechkin goes down, that's it. Yaxter yes. goes down, that's it. Wilson goes down, that's it. Carlson goes down, that's it. This team can't do it without all of these players. Now, yes, if like you know, I'll throw in Kuznetsov in there, probably Milano too. Really, if anyone in their top six goes out, there is no one really in this roster that could replace them. Dylan Strom, maybe. <laughs> maybe. But, you know, like I don't see Nick Dow doing that or McMichael or Kubel, right? I mean, these aren't players who can do that, and there's no one on this roster who can replace Carlson. No, so, exactly. I mean, this team is, again, one injury away from it being their season. Yes, I think uh, the biggest factors are going to be Ovechkin. I like to call him Oven Chicken sometimes, um, and John Carlson. But um, and I think part of the reason why we won against them in the playoffs, Sam, and I, I, I kind of look back to a specific game in game, I believe, game five of that series, is that I have learned Ovechkin has a huge ego. And if you can use that against them, he is going to crumble, um, and he's going to falter. I remember when they disallowed that goal, if you remember. Um, I believe Mrazek held it. Well, the pads, will, if you remember, the puck was in his pads, but Ovechkin kind of went in there, stuck it in, but yeah. ref was like, no goal on that. And Ovechkin was getting pissed. He got misconduct at the end of the game. I mean, yep. No, you, I can, mean, you can definitely uh, get... Ovechkin's ego to turn it on himself. Absolutely, one hundred percent. Not hard. Um, that's how some of the all stars are. They think they're the best, and if they aren't treated as such, they get annoyed. And he doesn't even sit with his team. He sits um, on a little stool. In yeah. a little stool. I, I did. I personally, I don't like that. I think a captain should sit with his team. Ovechkin again. This is this. I'm not saying this is right or wrong. It's just personally, I like a captain that sits with his team, not sitting. Ovechkin doesn't care about anything other than breaking the goal record. And as long as his team stays healthy and he stays healthy, he'll probably do so. Yeah, yeah, and that's probably true. Um, And I guess moving to the goaltenders, Darcy Kemper, great in Colorado, not been that way in in Washington. But if you you have to look at where. Colorado was and what was in front of Kemper there and then what was in front of Kemper here is vastly different so his numbers were definite we're going to inevitably take a dip he's a good goalie though I don't want to take anything away from Darcy Kemper he's a good goalie that's on a one of the bad strengths. defensive team that's that's one of the strengths I think uh, sure. with and Lindgren's a good backup right yes uh, friend of mine he's buddies with him so good good backup goaltender um I just you know What's the, the biggest striking thing to me is that their penalty kill was almost top 10. Right? I know that was interesting because when I was uh, writing the script of this, I was like, almost top 10. Oh my gosh. But I think you could probably see part of that as being Kemper. Sure. Being good. Yeah, no, absolutely. The penalty kill being where it's at is really surprising to me. Their goals for is surprisingly low with Ovechkin on the team, but there really isn't anybody else on this team who can score. So their goals against that, that kind of is where I thought it would be um, for this team to make power play. I was a little bit surprised just a little bit. I'm going to say it's because Backstrom and Wilson had been out. True. Um, so I think Oshie was too for a while and no Carlson. 
So my my thing here is going to be if they want to make a playoff push, they need to be top 10 power play. That penalty kill can't afford to take a dip. They got to bring that those goals for up 10 points. So they got to bring up that from thir- 20th to about probably 10. Yes. And their goals against needs to go up probably back about three so they need to be like in the middle of the pack right yes and their weakness is keeping the puck out of the net yes definitely so carolina if you're listening to this i doubt it but if you are um use up all the offense that you have on washington because this is a team where i think um their defense is bad but their goaltending is decent i think you can definitely um have a good um plobable um, prediction of Carolina scoring like three or four goals against Washington. And that's the biggest thing um, it, it, with Washington is keeping the puck out of the net. They have a weakness in that, but they also can score. But that goal score rides on Ovechkin. So, yeah. And obviously, Sam, I think this is an easy question for both of us. I think that te- the player we're mostly scared of is Ovechkin. No, always. He's always, always, <laughs> always from his, always from the, his office on that one timer. I was at the game because I, you don't care to see the Caps, and I, so I take my buddy who's a Caps fan, and every year, well, we did it last year, and we watched, and it was like a train wreck about to happen. Now we beat Washington every game I believe last season. And we beat them when they played at home at, at that game. So the Hurricanes won. Was that the shootout. one that was in the shootout? Yeah, that's when we won the shootout. Okay. So we won that game. And it was, I was, we were sitting there and Ovechkin was in his office just standing there. And I could see how the, and I saw Martin skate away. No, I was like, you no, texted no, me this too. No, no, no. And I'm like, what are you doing? What are you doing? And I saw it. And it happened over a span of about three seconds because I knew exactly what was going to happen because they fell for it. And that's what's so crazy is every team in the National Hockey League falls for it. It's like, let anybody else take the one-timer. Stop him from doing it. And, and, and Martin moved away. They passed it to Ovechkin, and he bombed it into the net, and it was a goal. Yeah, I remember you texting me I about was mad. that. Oh, I yeah. was hopping mad. Yeah, I don't listen. I don't know why he keeps getting goals from that side either way, but I mean, I mean he's he. I mean, with forty something goals a year, you know that's not the only option he takes. No, <laughs> that's why their power play is usually as good as it is. Yes, exactly. So yeah, that's our um, reaction on the first three teams of the Metro team. We'll do the last four um, Monday and. The last four of Sam, probably a little bit more good teams on there, more discussions. Now that we're gonna Monday, have New Jersey, we're going to have the Rangers. Now the Monday could change. It could, yes. Just as an FYI, right now we're working on getting two guests in. We'll announce those when it's official that they're coming on. But working on two guests, they've been on many times, but we'll announce everything officially once we have secured dates. Our active listeners probably know. Uh, of course they do, and they probably love it. And we love it when they come on, so you guys will love it as always, so... We will announce that once we have official times for that. But enjoy, and we're still enjoy Friday yeah. because it's not only Friday for those who don't work on weekends. You're going to get two hockey games at the same time. I don't know how I'm going to watch two games. I'm going to watch the game that has Ryan Suzuki in it. 
Of course you Which are. Which is against Florida. I'm going to watch the, the game that has the the players that are going to make it, to be That honest. would be Tampa. Yes, that's probably going to be Tampa. They so, have. This is why. Now, I looked at the rosters. I mean, I can go over it real quick, too, since the game's tomorrow. And you're going to be listening to this tomorrow. Because yeah. I saw the rosters, and they were tweeted out. See, Sam, this is why it's great to have co-hosts on a podcast. So if there is a double header like tomorrow, Sam, one person can watch one game. The other can watch the other. So for the Tampa group, you're going to get Jalen Chatfield, Caleb Jones, Jordan Stahl, Dylan Coughlin, Sebastian Ajo, who will make his preseason debut. Stefan Nason, Seth Jarvis, he'll make his preseason debut. Zach Gaston-Reese, Frederick Anderson, Felix Ungersorum, who has had a very good camp. I love Unger um, Griffin Mendel, Justin Robida, Alexi Hamosalmi, Jordan Martinuk. I think this is going to be his first game. <coughs> Yanni Peretz, Vost's first game. Jesperi Kokanyemi, he's played. Tara Vinen's going to be on this group. This will be his first game. Stahl, I'm guessing. Uh, I think, yeah, Jordan Stahl, that'll be his first one. I mentioned him yep. earlier. Marty Natchez was first. Dominic Finsor. That's the Tampa group. The Florida group will be Dmitry Orlov, Jack Drury, Kiefer Bellows, Brendan Lemieux, Auntie Ranta, Jaden Halgebox, uh, Noel Gunlar, Nathan Beaulieu, Brendan Perlini, Corey Conacher, Piotr Kachetkov, Michael Bunting, Ryan Suzuki, uh, Bryce Montgomery, Nick Shore, Tony D'Angelo, Jameson Reese, and Tony Hunka, Blake Murray, and Ronan Seeley. So that's how you pronounce his name. Hobgawaks. Hobgawaks, yes. That's not easy to pronounce. No, it is not. <laughs> Thanks to Mike Maniscalco and Trip Tracy, because that's how I figured it out. Exactly. Same here, because I was like, how do you pronounce that name? And this is no insult to the player himself. I'm just like, I don't know how to pronounce. I just don't. But Mike, Trip, thank you if you're listening to us. We'd love to have you on our podcast. Always. We would. But yeah. We will see you guys Monday for the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Kaniac Report. Be sure to subscribe wherever you heard this podcast so you never miss a future episode. Can't get enough of the Kaniac Report? For more content or to connect with the Sams, check them out on Instagram and Twitter at the Kaniac Report. We'll see you next time.